All right. Welcome to Pass the Mic, episode 20, our April 8th. We are back in the United States. Mike Pihoti here. Joining me here in Studio B, the audio obviously is going to be a little better, is Mike Gervasi. You've seen him. You know how strong he is. You can't win. <laughs> there he is. He is back with his ever-changing welcomes. We are back. We have, uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 19, um, it is out it is there. We but we basically did. We spent the last we an extra actually an extra day in Europe, and I'm sure we'll get into that here in a oh, minute. Man, a uh, little we are little John Candy and Steve Martin, <laughs> uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Except uh, there was no there's those are not pillows. No, it didn't happen for us. Uh, um, but uh, <clears throat> we did our best. We brought my new camera, which I finally invested in. We did three videos basically, three video segments: one in Paris, one in uh, Monaco, and one in Barcelona. Barcelona, and, and we. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And we took those. We actually uploaded the videos as three different segments while we were traveling. And now Wi-Fi was spotty. You know, we did the best we could. And then I eventually even lost my wallet at one point oh, on this man. trip, which is still an issue. Which we might even get into that later. But we and then I actually one of the last nights there in Barcelona, I was actually able to splice all three of these segments together and make them into one vi- audio podcast that also went out. Now yeah. the audio is not. You know, we're going to talk about things here in a little bit about corrections. I'm going to send that to you in a second. Um, so please, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. If you want to see the videos, we posted them on our Facebook page throughout the trip. I also put them under my YouTube channel. So just search for Michael Pihoti. You'll find them there. Maybe eventually we'll get a past the mic YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that too down the road. But check it out. The, the videos are amazing. The scenery is amazing. And the episode audio may not be the greatest in the world, but the videos and the yeah. scenery is amazing. So, We've gotten a lot of compliments on that. Now, so, real quick, though. Yes. Said camera almost got us detained in uh, Barcelona. For- <laughs> it almost, yes, the camera. Now, I, I, for our TSA friends out there, I'm not an idiot with air travel. I'm actually very You've organized. Done it, I've done quite, it yes. quite a bit. And I know you need to take your electronics out. Of your bag now at DTW flying. I have a nice camera backpack that has a laptop sleeve in it. Flying out of DTW, took my laptop out, took my phone out, put them in the things. Camera stayed in the bag, went through, no problem. Right. Barcelona, we had to. We actually went through security two times because our first flight was canceled. This is a whole another story. Laptop out, camera in the bag, got through, no problem. Of course, it's the two days we have all the time in the world. Right. No problem. Our third time with the bus getting us to the terminal at like 9.02 for a 9.30 flight shut time door, 9.50 departure, I get through security, do the same things. After sprinting through the airport like OJ. And throwing elbows to cut the line. Cut cut it, the we line. cut the line. Yes. And the guy, the guy and, and we're in Spain, the guy's like, camera, separate. So I had to go back through, throw the camera. Well, hold on. Before you went back through, what did you do? No, no. The first time I went through, I left my phone there. Okay. Put the camera in with another, I'm going to, the student who had other electronics. Camera goes through. Unfortunately, this student had non-electronics in this bin. I didn't notice because we're in such a hurry. They're like, no, camera through again without all this other stuff. I grab my phone, put it in my pocket. Camera goes through by itself. But guess what (laughs) I have in my pocket? My phone, metal detector goes off. I get the full rub down. Yeah. Uh, I do not like being touched. This is a whole other thing. Right, I, I right. just do not like being touched, but I understand security. So point of the matter is, is the camera, which shot great video, almost got me missing a flight. Yeah, and so. then I waited for you. Everybody else is gone at this point. I had to dodge a very angry Scottish man. Scotsman or Irishman, we can't. We'll we, have to get a yeah, linguistic right, right, expert. Right. Um Waiting for you, and then we ran some more through the airport. With masks on, with by masks the way. On. So you, I'm limping. Yeah. 
And <laughs> you, finally, Mike here, took his mask off and, as if we were in the middle of a war, told me, essentially, save yourself, just go. <laughs> just, I, the breathing was heavy. I Luckily, we were the first gate. Like, we weren't, like, gate 50-something. We were the first gate in that wing. Yeah, so, right. And then, of course, the plane sits at the target. Delayed for, anyway, yeah. yeah so. um, what is some of the feedback you got from Europe? You Any corrections you want to make or... Yeah, man, I, I was made fun of for this. I, God, I hate this. Um, the River Sen. Yeah. Not seen. Not seen. You've seen the River Sen. <laughs> so River Sen, my apologies. And actually, the funny thing was, I was corrected. Uh, I won't say who corrected me, not you. I was corrected, and that person corrected me incorrectly. And then we found out from Madame Simone that it's River Sen. Yeah, well, she's an expert. She actually, how about a big shout-out for Madame Simone and Senor Walavera? Yeah for putting this trip on and getting us back. So basically our flight on Sunday, which was supposed to get us home along with 20-some students, 35 people, the flight to Barcelona to Paris, bad part, couldn't get out of Barcelona. They kept us for another night. They weren't going to fly us home till today. We're recording on yes, Wednesday. Yes, this, it's Wednesday. Uh, this was going to be our departure day. Right. They fought and fought and fought and demanded that we get home, and they, somehow they got 35 people onto flights on Sunday. Sent us to a hotel, yes. sketchy hotel. <laughs> yes. I, Very I, uncomfortable. I will not be returning. No. Uh, but I, would, I wanted to stay in the airport, and I think some people disagreed with me. That's a whole other issue. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I wonder where those people are now because we were sent to a sketchy hotel that was allegedly 12 kilometers from yeah, that was a the long, airport. It was, I don't know my metric system very well. It, <laughs> oh, it was a lot more than that. It seemed a lot more than 12 kilometers. Uh, but we made it. Yeah. We're home. We're back in Studio B. Um, correct. I had So, again, as I mentioned, I threw that episode together. I listened to it the other day um, driving to get dinner. And... You know, I use GarageBand in my computer to put it together. And, you know, we have the intro music and the fade-out music. It's the same thing. It's about a little seven-second clip. I somehow accidentally left a clip of that in the middle of the episode because yeah. we're talking about something and all of a sudden the theme music yeah. comes on. But, you know, in our situation, we're in a we're, – we're rushing. I'm trying to get stuff done on Wi-Fi. There was also a Taco Bell incident in that lobby of that hotel that night that yeah, had you frustrated. Yeah, you weren't very happy about I wasn't that. very happy. So I, we apologize to the listeners. We get it. The audio in the background – the first recording in the, in the park at Versailles – was very quiet, so it's very easy to listen to. The next two were out with the general public, right, right. so we get it. We know the audio isn't great. We had, we had a pretty nice microphone at, that Wally knocked off in Barcelona, but there's skateboarding in the background. We yeah. have, for those of you that listened to the last episode, in the background noise with you know it is what it is. It's, we weren't in studio. You know, now you just have our soothing voices here in studio. Yeah, right, me, so, right, right. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you know, we hope you guys like to check out the videos. Um, it's gonna, do you have anything else? Any no, other? no. All, that right. Was, uh, All right. So my mic of the week, Mike did uh, Michael Bublé from, if you didn't catch last week while we were in France, um, I, you know, I sort of bash this team a little bit, um, in our mad picks. And, you know, I think it's sort of like those, one of those things is just like one of those, if you're not a Steeler fan, a lot of people just all in general hate the Steelers. Same with the Patriots. I think a lot of times it's successful teams, right? Cowboys, like, yeah. yeah, it's just, it is what it is. So I always batch Duke a little bit, but I think in fairness, uh, you got to say that this gentleman is 75 years old, army grad played for coach Bobby Knight yeah. in college and a five time NCAA champion coach K Mike Krzyzewski oh. is my Mike of the week. Again, I am, it seems with my age, you know, you knew me. I was always been a hater. As I get older, I tend not to dislike these people just because they're successful as much anymore. Yeah. Like Tom Brady, I've sort of dropped that. Um, you know, Coach K, I mean, you got to give the guy props. I mean, he has done, uh, you know, an outstanding job. Again, another guy, though, I have a problem with, stop dyeing the hair, man. I yeah. Mean, he's 75 years old. Right. I mean, his hair is darker than mine. And speaking of that, we never brought this up. 
our show, FBI Most Wanted, speaking of guys that Oh, died. my goodness. We didn't talk about We this. haven't talked about that at all. We lost our main character. Oh, my God. Killed them off. Yes. And Joanne's not happy here. And anybody else, if you watch that show, it totally came out of nowhere. Mike told me. He's like, have you watched it yet? And I thought the little – I'm like, no. And then I watched I texted him. I normally don't get rattled by that kind of stuff. That that was one of the main reasons I watched that show. I went, now I don't even know the guy's name or – the character's name, do you remember? He's it? pretty good. I, I can't remember his name either at the moment. But, yeah, he's pretty good. But, yeah, man, and I was waiting for, like, he's going to get better here. Yeah, like, they're not going to come. He's not right. killing. He's the star. Right. And he died. Yeah, well, another guy that dyes his hair too much, along yeah. with Coach K. So, yeah, uh, let the grease. I'm surprised you didn't do, in honor of opening day week, Miguel Cabrera. Ooh, that would have been our first Miguel. Well, you got that next week. You can, it's I, not, but, it's coach, not his first name, though. Oh. What's the, what do you, what's the, what do you mean? I believe it's uh, Jose. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this like a... Is it like a middle name or something? We're gonna get just, the crack staff on this. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, I mean, we would accept it. It's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. But Coach just, K just he had, he, we would have we just if we normally record on Mondays if they would have won he would have been playing that night. But yeah. if if you know if if some butts were candy nuts. Yeah, All right, education segment. This past week we gave up our spring break and worked. I'd like to say when we traveled and we worked as a chaperone. We took twenty students. I believe it was twenty. Right? Isn't that the number we had? Yeah. Uh, tw- yes, yes. Twenty students, Carlson students, over on a week long over a week long voyage to um, Paris, down into southern France, into Morocco, or Monaco, 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 Monaco. not Morocco, Monaco, um, the country of Monaco. I don't want Mr. Rice to be. Yeah, upset. he gets uh, very upset about yeah, that. Yes, um, and then down into Spain and Barcelona, um, and. It was a great experience. Now I've chaperoned stuff too in, before, in the past. Have you chaperoned anything like a camp or you have you know DC any? No, obviously, obviously field trips. This was your field first. Trips, this, this was your first, first overnight thing, right? Right. You know, I've done fifth grade camp. I did Washington D.C. with my daughter. I've chaperoned um, things like that, and um, this is my second, my third trip Europe. I've done some New York City trips way back in the day with uh, the captain, um, Mr. Nyholm. So, yeah. um, I just want to know your reflection on your week as a chaperone in Europe. What are the positives you got from it? Working, explain the difference of working it with students in this situation than it is a normal school day, and then maybe any of the challenges that you saw with it. So, uh, just your thoughts. Where on do we, let's, yeah, okay. So, positives. We had a amazing group of kids. Yes. Yes. They were so curious. They were fun to be around. Uh, you know, the last night, well, it was supposed to be our last night, Wally and I stopped and played. Uh, there was a guy playing basketball who plays some sort of semi-professional league out there. We stopped and played with him. A third, Jacob Latz, he played as well. We had a two-on-two game going. The kids gathered around and watched. Yeah. Two old men playing basketball with two younger men. Yep. They were and they genuinely loved it. So it was it was fun. Now my ankle didn't do so well with it, but they absolutely loved it. Um, their curiosity and willingness to learn these new things. We had a fun chaperone, Jean Luc. Jean Luc was awesome. Go, from go, World go. Stride. Yep. Yes, it was amazing. And I just that to me was was such. Aside from the obvious, seeing Versailles and everything else, so the. the Working with the students and their curiosity, they understood, in a lot of cases, better uh, than I expected that this were in a foreign country. They, you know, they did everything as expected. It was it, they were amazing, and so to me, that was the best part. Yeah, I think, and I, I want to again commend our students, our Carlson students. I mean, it, and especially when adversity, the true test of anybody is when adversity hits. Yeah, and we had adversity hit a smack dab in the face on Sunday. Yes, um, and they held up. I mean, nobody got them. You know, there's a little tears here and there because people wanted to get home. They want right, to see their pets. Right, they want right, to see right. their families. But they understood the situation we were in. We told them on Monday that we can absolutely not be late for this bus Monday morning to get us to the airport. They weren't. They were on time. Yeah. They had their stuff together. Nobody lost anything. I'm the only one that lost something. Um, they 
Um, we said we have only 30 minutes at this airport. You need to get your bags ready. You have to have your passports ready. Uh, you know, we had actually had some great adult chaperones besides staff chaperones mm-hmm. and adults. The parent, yeah. I want to give a shout out to the Absolutely. parents that went with us. Yes. They were just they 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 could have simply said this is a trip for me. Yeah. I'm not gonna. But they helped make sure all these kids got through. Um, you know, Mr. Fedorov, the Spicers, um, they did Niskoski yep. and Niska- yep. Yeah, they, 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 and they did not just stand Kristen, on the sidelines. I got yes. to make sure we oh, shout oh, out. Yes, everybody. yes, I don't want right. to. Yeah, right. Yes, um, they didn't just stand on the sidelines, and it was a touchy situation. Okay, so we were late for this flight, not on our fault. It was Air France's fault for this bus they sent us and the traffic in Barcelona. And at one point, we looked at this last group of kids and said, "Listen, we are going to cut this line. We are cutting in line. Yes. We are cutting in, in line. The security line. Just put your head down and go. Yeah, we have no choice. We cannot be stranded." here and no kids got upset no no kids uh, and you know in a way the kids recover because yeah right. <laughs> like, we have 35 kids yeah, yeah, yeah you right. could, you know, who's gonna yell they're innocent kids right and you know we got through they all got on board it was not like a nice organized you know check-in everyone got to where they needed to be everything got done and i want to but again as a chaperone we're i think working as teachers that better prepared us for that. Yeah. I think other yeah. people that maybe don't normally work with kids, again, our parents did a great job, um, but we had to remain calm in that situation just like we have to do here at work. Um, we know how to interact with teenagers. We knew that like yelling at them and screaming at them would not solve right. this problem. Um, you know, I was honest with the kids all the time on Sunday when they came and asked me what I thought. I initially said, I think if we get to Paris, we'll get out. They'll hold that plane. And then as it got longer, I was honest and said, hey, this is what it's going to be. I can't fix it. You know, right. We're, we're going to do our best. When we were waiting to hear what the update was, we kept telling them that, you know, we sat in Barcelona Airport on Sunday for like a good five hours, six hours. Doing nothing. Doing and, nothing. and they, you know, the other part is, so you, you stop and think about that day, hours at the airport, sketchy hotel, waiting for the bus wake up in the morning, they handled it. And yeah. so for me, I don't handle those stressful situations very well. Like, Mike, there's times that I think about like coaching a basketball game in the fourth quarter. I kind of lose my head. This was worse, and they held it together. Yeah, and I think yeah. them holding it together made me. Yep. Yeah, and like that helps. It. Like yes. if they start getting upset, yes. spread, and it, that also spread. So they did a great job. Yeah, right. So that's definitely the positives of working with students. And I think, like oh. I t- we did tell the kids, this is going to make this trip even more memorable down the road. You're all going to tell this yeah. story. We're going to yeah. tell. We, we already right. are. There's these stories, I will never forget right. this aspect of this story of how we went through that. Um, I know from going to camp with my son and working with his um, friends and doing that and going to D.C. I've gone to D.C. with Miss Sims in the inauguration. And it, it involves... And we're both very good at this, and I don't always like to use this platform to pat ourselves on the back, but we're very organized people, and we're also – and people joke around you getting worked up, but, but we're, we're rational, and when things start going wrong, we're able to hold ourselves yeah, together. Yeah. And that's what Chaperone really does because we're sitting here now with 18-year-olds and younger across the world. You know, We even said, how would you – like with my do- my daughter was there yeah, for right, the, right, on right, the record. Right. Um, but you know, like if I wasn't there and my daughter was there and that day was going on, that had to be nerve-wracking for those oh, parents. And you home. know, I just – Came to my mind. We had students, six students get stuck on an elevator. Yeah. Nobody lost their heads yeah, there. No, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So chaperoning, those are the kind of things that, again, and none of our chaperones lost their mind. Everyone was calm and panic and not panicked. So I think that's, you know, chaperoning is another one of those things, like we say, like coaching or being a sponsor. If you can do it, you should try and do it because it, it, it makes you a better educator. Yeah, right. Because the rigid, the rigid academic school day that you have control of, 99% of the school days, we all have a day where something goes crazy right, or right, something right, goes right. wrong. But a trip like that, you don't. And it, you have to be flexible in our profession. Yeah. So um, doing it, whether you do it as a staff member like we did here or, like I said, 
you can, I did camp. I wasn't a teacher in that aspect. I was Nate's dad, but it was still, it was elementary kids. It was fifth graders. It was very eye opening to me um, to get that done and do that. And I, I I recommend anybody that if you can get a chance to do it, if you have the, I mean, if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. I mean, to me, that was a really big challenge, but it would made it um, worthwhile. And that gets us to challenges. Do you see anything that you want to comment on with that? Yeah. So we were put in charge of X number of students and, you know, so I had to keep these students, you know, in my eyesight quite regularly. One of mine was, was a little bit, and, you know, I had it pretty easy because most of them had parents with them, but yes. I'm still responsible. And so I, you know, checked. One of them was a little bit of a space cadet. And for a moment at the Eiffel Tower, he wandered off with a parent and a couple other people but didn't tell me. And one of the teachers, Angela Lagenis, told me he's up there with said person. But others hadn't seen him, so I asked, have you seen such and such? And nobody had seen him. So we're at the Eiffel Tower, and there's thousands of people there. There's a funny police incident there where you know some of the people that – Yes, the, uh, the vendors. Yes, the vendors Unlic- are selling unlicensed vendors. <laughs> so there's a little bit of chaos going on, and I could not find him. And for about five, I called him, no answer. Yeah. For about five minutes, I was in full stricken panic mode because I could not find this I young person. Yeah. So that was my biggest challenge. I cannot begin to describe the helpless feeling I had when I couldn't find him. And again, a small part of me was like, it's okay because Angela had seen him, and therefore, you know, I'm okay. I think, but I didn't know it with a hundred percent certainty. And so that, that feeling of helplessness was, was pretty damaging. He came back, he apologized uh, a few different times, but man, I was not, I wasn't happy. It, it's amazing. And it's like physiologically, physiologically, I'm sorry, how you feel. It's like that feeling. And ironically, like when you don't feel your wallet or you don't feel your phone. Yeah. And it happened to, when I was chaperoning the DC trip, me and the maestro, David Brockington had a group that we were, we were in a thir- we each had a third of a group that we were together. And there was a kid missing, not from, not from ours or our groups, but from the third person yeah. in our group. And, we could not find them at the World War II monument. And we're like, where is And now all of a sudden the sun's setting. It's getting dark. The meeting point for us mm. is the Lincoln Monument was a pretty good one. And, like, I'm looking, Dave and I are looking around. And, and then all of a sudden we're like, we can't stay here anymore. He is not here. He's clearly not here. At what point do we, call, you know, let the head person know? Right. At what point do we get the authorities Called involved? Right. So we're like, well, let's walk up to the Lincoln Monument. And sure enough, this person decided to go on their own to the next point. And they were just sitting there on the steps of the Lincoln Monument. And I... I Dave knew the kid because he I, he taught in the middle school. I didn't. I was just a parent, you know. And we went. He started blasting the kid for about forty five seconds, just yelling at him. He'd stop. Then I'd get in and start <laughs> blasting him. It was so it no was, good cop, bad no, cop. It was uh, bad cop, bad, bad cop. Yeah. And I guess the, I guess the the threat of Shoemate's trip is if you do something dumb on that, you get sent home. I don't yeah. know how it works. I don't know if they like put you on a UPS <laughs> truck or something, but. And this kid was scared to death, thinking like he was getting sent home because this was like day one or day, you know. And so, <laughs> and I go, you, you know, you can't walk up. And I that I had that same feeling. It's like your guts were yeah, right. And uh, it's like it's like I, it hasn't happened to me often, but I think like one time I took the kids to the store and like I turned for a second and like one of the kids wasn't there. It's like someone punches you in the gut. Yeah, yeah. So that is definitely the most. Yes, you and we had a constant system system of checking that our yes, kids were there, yes. doing a count because obviously you want to not lose a kid. Right. That's right. rule number one of chaperone. Absolutely, sure. yes. But definitely well worth it. So do it if you can chaperone. Yeah. All right. That's going to bring us to overrated, underrated, and you sort of hinted at overrated, underrated. Yeah, Tomorrow, did. or Friday, I'm sorry, weather permitting, because, again, Michigan weather has just been perfect. 
you would think Major League Baseball would fix this situation. I, I don't know what the scheduling is like. I always wonder too, like when I look and like, and I'm sure it will be this case, but like if if the Arizona or the Dodgers or the uh, San Diego or if any of these teams are not, if they're home, there's something wrong with Major League Baseball. Yeah, Oakland. Yeah, right. These teams should be like. There is no reason. Like if if there are games the in Los teams. Angeles and San Diego. Or Houston, it's that's ridiculous, right? Like, right. But that, so uh, you can yeah, tell right, right, right. our overrated, underrated is Major League Baseball opening day. Um, before I even get to this, before I get your um, overrated, have you ever been to an opening day here in uh, Detroit, as they say on Air France? Never been to an. I, I was at opening day festivities. Never went inside. I was at an opening day game in Chicago for the Cubs. Oh, wh- whoa! Two thousand two. I was really was that yeah. just like a planned trip or? Yeah, yeah. And that was part of why you were going was for the opening. Day. Yes. Well, Sean, my friend Sean lived there. We took the train oh. and uh, went to opening day the next day to watch uh, Sammy Sosa. Nice. Amongst others, yeah. All right. So, so what is your overrated? Opening day, Major League Baseball, open, or Detroit opening day. Whatever. You know, I'm going to sound like an old uh, get off my lawn guy. For me, it's just the it's a, the the party day. I read an article recently, a few years ago, some of the the perspectives of the people in the cities themselves. This is where suburbanites come to the cities and just essentially stop caring about manners and trash the place. So it's just the overall party atmosphere. And I like, you know, I'm, I'm not that old of a guy. I like parties and stuff like that. But I think people just get out of hand. To me, as a sports fan, even though I rip on baseball and offend the baseball elite, I like sports. And I think this is just that the overrated aspect is just the party day. you got to go party on opening day. It's just, to me, like it's another game, you know. Yeah. But, and, like, I heard you. So the trashing of the city, trashing of the city, just the overall party is okay. to me the 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 overrated. Okay, part. Um, my overrated is, and we sort of hinted at what we were talking about to begin with. The game itself here in Detroit, and even if they aren't in the first home stand, if it's the second home, because the, the way they set it up is usually it's one. It's not like a normal home stand where you're playing. Uh, you know, you, you usually get like a series. You know, they try to get opening day both for both teams really quick. So yeah, it's usually just a one series, and then you're on the road or vice versa. The weather always is awful. Yeah, I mean, ninety percent of the time, this and this early April, and we were gone for you know, has been awful. I got a ping from DTE saying I'm using way more gas than I did at this time last year. Well, that's because it's freezing and miserable. Right. And so actually, going, it's not a fun climate to watch a baseball game. And for me, for some reason, like I can handle cold weather for football because it seems like there's something always going on. Man, a baseball game when it's cold is yeah, is it's, a it, drag, right, man. Right. And I know they have the rules to speed it up and everything, but it is not entertaining. No, it is not entertaining at all. So opening day, because now opening day in Houston or in a dome or in you know if I was in Phoenix or San Diego, I probably wouldn't complain as much. But opening day in these northern cities, the right. weather is normally going to be lousy, so it's not that great. Yeah. All right. Um, what is your underrated opening day? Before I get to the underrated part, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think the opening day pitcher announcement is overrated or underrated? I think it's overrated. It's no big deal. I'm like, to me, what's more important, the opening day pitcher or who you're throwing out there in game one of the American League Championship Series? I, that's fair. I'm just wondering, in a sense, for years, the Tigers, we knew it was going to be Verlander, yeah. right? Uh, but now, you know, the. the they're kind of it's sort of exciting. Their their roster yeah. is turning over a little bit, so I, I'm just wondering where that would fall in this. My underrated though is a, a kind of a, I guess not contradictory to yours. To me, I love it when a city gets behind a team 
And so the the opening day aspect of everybody's a Tiger fan on that day. I love it when a city, I love, you know, when our teams are are big in the playoffs, um, whatever team it might be, whether it's even, you know, I'm not a big hockey fan, even the Red Wings, Pistons, Lions, uh, Lions, well, everybody else. Um, So with the Tigers, I love the fact that for one day anyway, we all can be a fan and get behind the team. I will give Major League, you know, we sort of rip on Major League Baseball in the past. We have on here, you know, we've been called haters a little bit. Right, right. That is one thing Major League Baseball does have on the NFL. It does have on the NHL. Well, everyone has something on the NHL. Uh, but on the, on the NBA um, is that opening day, the first baseball game of the year, I do think is more prestigious than other sports, even though it has the most amount of games, ironically. Right, right. Think there's that, 161 left yes. after that first one. But they do have – and that's where I'm going to get to my underrated. And I, it's almost sort of like this unwritten holiday. And you tied in the negative aspects of it, I think, the people that like treat it like a party mm-hmm. or whatever. But I do think Major League Baseball has opening day done right. Now, they've botched it a little bit. I, th- I, I liked that. Like, you know, I think Cincinnati always used to be the first game, I yeah. thought. Like, yeah. And they sort of gone away from that. And, you know, and I, now they do – didn't they do like a game like in overseas? They, like, there were, yeah, there's, like, there's been these little like, gimmicks. I don't, recently. I don't know why they got to mess with it. Like, like have it, you know, I would almost like it to go back to like, okay, so the Reds are going to play the, the first game that the first pitch goes out. It's going to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, instead of they should mess with things that should be messed with. Yeah, like, like, where are these yeah, games I remember. Are played. Wasn't there like games in Japan or something yeah. or something? Yeah. And like, and it was like, and I, I, the night, you know, and then there's like a, and if they want to do what the NFL does and have a game the night before with maybe the World Series champion. I'm fine with that. I think that might be pretty cool. But to me, opening day, that holiday aspect of it, that's one thing that Major League Baseball still does right for the most part, that that for some reason is a bigger deal. You know, obviously football games are on a Sunday, so it's not like... Do you think, though, that first NFL Thursday game, you don't think that that has as big of a... Cache, I mean, so to I, mean speak. I, I, I do nationally, but I think like you were talking about, like each individual city, I think it is a big deal, deal in each individual, individual city. Whereas with the NFL game, if you're not a fan of this team or that team, you may not care as much. But, you know, you're, if your baseball team is opening that, at home that day, it's a pretty cool deal. And people take the day off. People do things. Bars and restaurants downtown have parties and tents and that sort of thing. Yeah. I know that, And I know that almost gets into your over. It does. It, uh, you know, just like you bordered on mine, I'm bordering on yours. But... I think that's one thing Major League Baseball does right. Yeah, you know, okay. I'll, I'll give them some props. We got a little crossover on both of our things yeah. here, and I think that's that's fine. All right. Um, do you have a hot mic take for this week? Yeah, I sort of hinted at it with my my introduction. I, I you know I was watching Rocky Four recently, and um, beginning of, or not beginning in the middle of the movie, there was a cool little video uh there's no easy way out as a song and i know i'm dating myself for a movie that came out in like 1986 but the, you know no easy way out and rocky's driving in his car and he reflects on his life it's right after adrian tells him he can't beat drago you can't win and you know it's a very powerful scene rocky fans you know gen, gen x people like ourselves probably remember the scene quite well and it got me thinking uh this song is kind of unofficials. I, I know a lot of people would say "Eye of the Tiger." To me, this is the song of all the Rockies. This is the soundtrack of the Rocky movies. Okay, and I think Rocky fans, most Rocky fans, would agree with me. My question for you is this: Is there a soundtrack to Mike Piotti's life? Is there a, so- a song I should say to Mike Piotti's life? Because I started thinking about it. I don't know if I have one for myself. I mean, that that's are you talking like one? Not a soundtrack. So you're talking one specific one song. song that's one like song. that. 
Man, I tell you what, I on the spot, putting me on the spot here, I don't think I could come up with it. Now, you give me a week, I can probably bring it back next week and maybe say this. And I don't think I could ever say at 46 years of age, this one song is my that is what is summing up 46 years. No, you're right. Now, I could come back with a song that says, this is where I am right now as 46-year-old right, Mike Pihoti. because your dad now, you This know. is what my song was maybe at 19-year-old Mike Pihoti. Um, and, but, but uh, you, you know, like we said, we don't discuss what we're going to talk about off the cuff right now. You know, we did the one earlier about like what song is our favorite song. You've talked about that. I could throw that out. Having, I'd have to sit and reflect on that. I'd have to sit and reflect on where that is, but I like that. It's a great topic. I'd like to bring that back next week and maybe come with you where I am at 46. I, I want to know. know what the listeners think. I mean, like I said, because the video, it's a really powerful scene in the movie. What's the song again? I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm more of, um, you know, the survivor. I'm more of uh, what's the other one from? I have the, the tiger survivor. No, not I have the tiger. Uh, burning heart. Burning heart. I'm more of a burning heart guy. So uh, as heart's my, on, is my favorite. He's uh, running up the mountain too. Uh, you know that hearts on fire comes up, but um, it's there's no easy way out by Robert Tepper. It's an '80s song. If you ever okay. watch the video without the Rocky thing, he dances and it. it's very. Oh Lord, it's awful. Speaking of survivor, not to throw you off, oh, yeah. but I totally forgot too. I'm used to the um, you're the best around from Karate Kid. I played around a lot here. Yeah. Uh, whenever we win a league championship Try or a district, it, I totally forgot until I watched his last season of Cobra Kai. Moment of Truth, the other song from Karate Kid, which is also a Survivor tune. Yes, I like that. That's actually a pretty good. Maybe that's my uh, where I am right now. <laughs> you know, I wonder too. Here's the other thing. Do you remember those uh, Bud Light commercials? Real Men of Genius. Yes. Oh, I yeah, believe that was a that was Survivor yeah. singer. Now, and the Starbucks uh, double shot espresso when they were being pulled <laughs> around. You mentioned that to me before. Yeah. So, I, no, but th- th- there's no easy way out. He's in the car, and he's, they show all these highlights from the previous three Rockies, and it's a really emotional scene. And I'm not trying to get too deep here, but I'm just wondering if, it, to me, like that song, that's the song of the Rockies. Do you have a song of your life? And you're right. Your your life goes through stages. You go through selfish stages. You go through college stages, high school stages. You have kids. You know, so now you're the dad stage. But is there a song that can encapsulate all of that? Yeah, I'm going to think of that. Can I bring it back next week? Uh, yeah, and I want to know the listeners. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll get feedback. People always love your song things. They, people always. Get yeah, I keep going back to music. That's fine. Too. There's nothing wrong. People, you know, people were saying we're doing too much food, so now we're doing music. I so do music. Okay. All right. My hot mic. I'm going to go back to the security line now. When I travel with my family or by myself. And this goes back to years of my father be working for the airlines. I am very anxious and anal about getting to the airport very early. This, even pre-9-11, I was always like, okay, our flight leaves at 10. We'll be at the airport at 7.30, okay, at the latest. And so I've never, prior to this trip, had to run. Like I was never to the point where I was panicked or late for a flight. How about you? Have you ever had no. that situation? Never. I've never. Not even close. Not even close. Right. I mean, I'm not even talking within an hour Okay, so I'm always very aware of that. And um, I, I, what's funny is what, waiting in security both in Detroit and in Barcelona on the day we didn't get to travel, I noticed that people cut the line as I was waiting in line. I didn't care because I had plenty of time. Right. I don't know their situation. I'm not dying on a hill of tr- – who am I? I'm not TSA. Right. Just what am I going to do when I do stop this person? Right. Not my job. Now, if I was late for my flight myself, I might start feeling a little sure. differently. Um, but I had hours. I had hours both in Detroit. I had I had hours to yeah. get through, and this line wasn't like it wasn't like I. And also, I think any line we waited in, you're not talking like an hour wait. I think you're talking like about twenty minutes right. tops. These these com- these organizations have gotten very good at working these lines. 
we were put into a stressful panic situation where we decided we had to cut the line. That We told the airport, we told the airline, hey, can we get an escort through? They're like, we can't do anything about that. That is um, security is its own thing, which I believe is the case here in the States sure, too. I, I would guess that's so. the case. So my hot mic take is, and again, people will people take advantage of this? Yes, people take advantage of it just to cut a line, I'm sure. But I take the... And I'm going to go, and I guess it's karma. Going forward, I'm going to still get show up early. I'm not going to cut it close for myself. I have no problem showing up early and getting there early. If somebody wants to get by me, I'm just going to let them by me. I don't care. I, I don't care. Right. It is not going to be a – it is not going to impact. I'm not going to miss my flight. I'm going to enjoy the um, – I'm not – but other people did not feel that way. Right. When, other people no. were not happy, even though we tried explaining the situation as politely as possible. We ran into Spain's version of Karen. Yes, we told them, you know, we have thirty-five. We they we, it was not our fault. We did, it's not like we overslept or we decided the, the airport, the airline provided this bus to us and told us a pickup time, and this is what they decided to get us at the airport. Kyle Wally explained it to these people yeah. in the calmest terms imaginable. These kids have been stuck here; they want to get home to their parents, and the lady's response was. I don't care. Yeah, don't care. So don't care. That's why I didn't care when I lifted up the rope behind the lady and pushed everyone through yes. to the line. So yes. my hot mic take is, is unless you are also going to be late and miss a flight because of this, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like, who cares? Right. Like, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You'll ne- you ne- And again, this goes back to something we've talked about. You never know someone else's yes. situation. I think they took it as almost like a personal affront. Yeah. Like, you'd, they did not – and again – if you if you're listening to this and you believe well you should have just waited in line well we would have missed that flight we would, right and we would have not got these twenty kids home because Barcelona's airport's not very it's not the size of even DTW with the number of flights going out and we did nothing wrong right. we did everything we were supposed to do everything was done Every, and and, to the, and the airline set us up to fail yes. basically and we had to do this and I did I want to do it no I, I we said I I feel awful but we had to do it so. And again, it's just like anything else in life. If you see somebody and you – will there be people that take advantage of stuff? There of will. There are. All aspects of life. But there are also people that you don't know the situation right. they're in. You don't know how they got there. So if it's not impacting you in a total negative way, if it's not hurting you or dim, let it go. Like it does – it's not worth it. The gentleman from, again, Ireland or Scotland – I believe, and Kyle Wally believed, this guy was ready to hit us. And what made it even worse was he did not, he was not in a rush like we were. He may have said he was. I don't remember exactly what he said except for calling us a bunch of names. But we can't, that we we don't want to lose our family friendly. Right, right. He walked down when I was waiting for you, and he was in no hurry whatsoever. His whole point was to tell me what idiots we were. Yeah. That was it. But he never didn't take into account that, well, maybe Air France are the idiots that yes. sent a 715 yes. bus when they should have sent a 615 bus. Yes, yes. That we can't say, hey, send this bus. Right. And, we had no control yeah. over the situation yeah. whatsoever. And so. again, what's it matter to him? Right. Again, and that's the way I'm going to take it. I mean, like I said, I don't care. I maybe don't. he'll become a pass-the-mic listener and understand us. Yeah, maybe I'll see my our listeners' numbers grow in Scotland or Ireland, wherever he is, <laughs> and his wife beater. Don't wear a wife beater in the airport No, either. not a good idea. Yeah, not uh, a good look. He had to show off the... The tattoos. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, he was no Sean Connery. No. All right. So that's going to bring us up. We're happy to be back in the studio with some good audio here. Yes. We're going to wrap things up. We're going to try to get some guests back in. We might also start doing a video every month. We'd like to hear the listeners' input on yes, that. Yes. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? We might shoot a – we got the nice camera now and the nice microphone. Um, you know, my own equipment for those listening. Uh, but we'll uh, – 
you know, we might do that if you guys like seeing that. Maybe you don't want to see us. Believe me, we're not setting the camera up in here. We don't need to see our grills just to do an episode. Um, basketball's done. So I said my final question to wrap up the episode. What's your feelings on the Tigers? Are they going to be in the upper half of the division, the bottom half, another bad year? And on something I saw on Twitter is this person – um, I don't remember who it is, so I can't even, if it's, you know, it might have just been a passing person, but I thought it was an article. Is baseball going the way of a niche sport like auto racing, horse racing? We talked about this a little earlier about like the younger generation. So both things. What do you think about the Tigers? And do you think that person's accurate? Do you see it sort of going that route? I think the baseball will always stay a one, because it has the advantage of the summer, so it's not going to become a niche sport just for that reason. Yeah, they do have that. They, they do have that crowd that's not even, if you get nice weather and it's a Friday yeah. night, and of all the sports, its tickets have still remained pretty reasonable because the stadiums are so big and right. because there's so many so games, many games. Yes. you can go catch a game for like still like twelve dollars and they throw in like a hot dog and stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, as far as the Tigers, I think they're gonna keep us in, entertained into August and September. I think they'll win anywhere from eighty one to eighty six games and compete for a playoff. Yeah, right around there. The one thing they have going for them is their division like me as a pirate fan, not only are they cheap and miserable with one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. So even no matter what division they are in, I was going to be reserved to having them at the back end of sure. that. But they also play in the NL Central, which although the Reds have now become the Pirates' light, yeah. but you have the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the Cubs, yeah. all teams that yes. spend and invest in their teams. And, even the, and the, that's the thing. The Brewers aren't even a big market. So like like you said, opening day for the Pirates, and then the season's over because they're not going to do anything. Right. Um, but – you know, the Tigers, I, I agree. I, I mean, the Central, the, I don't, again, I don't see them as a playoff team, but I think they'll be better than the Pirates, and, and I think they'll be in the... It's not a high bar there. Well, I mean, I think they'll be, you know, competitive, a little more competitive, and, they, and, and just that the competition, they don't have to face as, as tough competition sure. in that division, yeah. and they have some talent, too, that's, I think, ready to go, but still just a little ways off. I would have liked to see Illich spend a little more money. Yeah. I think most people in this town did, so. Yeah. But hopefully, like I said, hopefully we just have some nice... 75-degree days and 80-degree days and go down to, to Comerica Park. be nice to have a, a summer games that matter carrying us into the seasons that matter. There's my mm-hmm. shot at baseball, but, you know, yeah. I, to get in the football and basketball season. Well, there you go. Well, we're happy to be back. We hope everyone enjoyed the episodes. Go check out the video episodes, and we will see wait you. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, what do we got? What about them Lions? We got the draft. Oh, yeah. And hard knocks. Oh, yeah. You were going right. to leave that out, man? Well, I was I was dedicating this to baseball. We could yeah, have I understand that, but you steal well, a the, fan. Well, the, dra- the draft isn't until two years away. Right, right, but that's still, we got oh, something Mark, to look forward to. Mark, you're counting. That's going to be down at the park, right? Yeah. That's what they said. Or that's Campus Marshes. Campus right? Marshes, yes. Yeah, that, that looks like always, a, hopefully the weather's good for that. Yeah. That's, Late, late April, early late May. April, yeah. But I mean, just dry. Hopefully, your things are just dry at that yeah. point. Because in Cleveland, wasn't it pouring? Like yeah, so when yeah. people are still out there. Yeah, people. Man, NFL. The NFL. NFL's king. The NFL could put something on TV in June or July, and people would watch it. Yeah. I'm sure. So, all right. Well, have a great week. We will see everybody next week. Thank you.